It's good to see you today. Glad to be here today. We're uh, finally into summer now, right? I mean, everybody's done with school and and off into the summer activities, and you never really know who's going to be in town in summer, but I'm glad you're here today. We're at uh, one of those uh, kind of unusual Sabbaths. Between themes and series and different things we've been doing, we're going to start uh, next Sabbath. We're coming back to the frames theme for this summer. We're going to be looking at doctrines uh, of the Adventist church, and we're going to start that again this next Sabbath. I'll be doing it at first and third, and Pastor Bernie will be speaking on the same doctrines at second uh, for much of the summer. There's some different Sabbaths in there, but that'll get going next week. But today was a chance for God to say to us, well, for me to say to God, what, what do you want? What do you want the church to hear today? It's not like we're in the middle of something. What, what would you say? I think it's kind of interesting where this all led. And I think it's potentially one of those messages that can help us frame everything else we're doing, a reminder to us. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray that your spirit will speak to our hearts, Lord, as we have this Sabbath day. May this be a word you have for us from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm chapter 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Every now and then, I think it's a good thing to be reminded of just how big the earth is. A fact which I was reminded of very recently, as two of my sons and I traveled across about one-eighth of the earth's circumference and back again, so about a fourth of the circumference of the earth in total, we recently made a little trip over that distance. You see, my sister's youngest son, Tucker Costin is his name, was graduating from Loma Linda Medical School. And his graduation was Sunday of this last week. And my sons have been very close with their cousins and have made a point to try to go to their different graduations. And it was one thing when it was at Southern, but this was a bit more of an investment. And it just didn't look like there were the dollars there for us all to fly out there. So we chose a driving adventure. But in order to achieve this, we thought, let's make it even one step more significant. So instead of immediately heading west, which you would expect to do if you were going to California, we went east first to Daytona Beach because we thought, let's stand in the Atlantic and then let's stand in the Pacific. So there we are, that's Daytona Beach. Maybe you recognize the pier in the background there, and that's Nathan and Aaron. So, so we started there, and then we headed out across Interstate 10. Then we needed to go up through Marietta because Nathan right now is, at, uh, is working at uh, Cahutta Springs up in Georgia Cumberland Conference. So he left his car there fully loaded because, see, we had to get back in time for him to start working at camp. He left his car up there fully loaded for the summer, ready to go. 
And then we went up through Chattanooga and on into the night. So here we are driving in the night. That's actually Aaron driving there. We went across Tennessee and Kentucky and Illinois and Missouri and then into Kansas. That's Kansas, if you've ever been there. It looks a lot like that wherever you take the picture. Um, <laughs> that sign would give you a clue on it. It says Bob Dole and says something else about all of that. You remember if you're old enough, Bob Dole, but he was from that area. There's certain adjustments you make as you get older and you travel with kids. You see, it's no longer dad in the front seat. Go back there for a second, Patty. There, that's, that's, uh, actually, all the pictures I have are of Aaron driving. He didn't do all the driving, but he did a lot. So there's Aaron, there's Nathan, and dad's in the back, which wasn't so bad because we had it laid out with a nice bed back there to lay on. So you go on through all these states, through Missouri, through through Kansas, through eastern Colorado, and then finally the long flat ends, doesn't it? Actually, it's a long uphill if you've ever paid attention to that. But anyway, it's the long flat ends, and you see the Rocky Mountains. So we went to Colorado Springs, and we stayed there with my other nephew, Jace, Tucker's brother. This is a view from his uh, bathroom window in Colorado Springs. Pretty nice, huh? Not bad. Yeah. And when you're in Colorado, you should, of course, stop by and visit Pastor Danny, right? You know, he's pastor now in, uh, in the Denver area. So we went up there. Unfortunately, I don't have a picture of Danny, but that's a picture of his dog, if you're <laughs> interested in that. And uh, that's uh, part of the church, Life Source, where he's a pastor. And uh, they've done some really neat things in their children's wing, which is exciting. We're putting up a new children's wing. We're going to do some exciting things, too. But this was really neat. Uh, some of the work he's done. He's so creative, and you can see it in that place. But he's also still Danny. He brings his dog with him to church, and they run around all over the building together. So there's still Danny. Um, but it was great to see him. We had a good time. We went out of Denver, up through the mountains, Interstate 70. But instead of going through the Eisenhower Tunnel, we drove over uh, Loveland Pass. You ever made that drive? So here we go. Loveland Pass. 11,990 feet. That's evidence that I was actually there. We actually stood there on the pass. So now we've gone beach, continental divide, Loveland Pass, then down through the rest of Colorado across into Utah, where the land is astonishing. Have you ever driven through Utah? What an amazing place. I mean, these are just rocks that are coming up out of the ground. And then here you go, beside the highway. It's like you're going through uh, just, just this narrow passageway. And the other thing about Utah is the speed limit is 80 miles an hour. That's downright intimidating. I mean, I don't even speed that fast. But we were going, we were going. <clears throat> and then go, go back, Patty, go back to pictures there. One more, go back, go back. Isn't that neat? Doesn't it kind of look like that big rock is a big ship sailing across there? I liked that. Anyway, so again, so you know we were there. This is uh, the three of us again. There we are in Utah. And one more Utah picture there of just amazing rocks. That's all right off the interstate. It's not like we went looking for these things. This was just stop and take a picture. So it, night came on, and that always puts an end to sightseeing, but it doesn't put an end to the fun. We stopped to get something to eat, and there was a carnival. So we went to the carnival. I didn't ride on anything. I can't do that anymore now that I'm older. I get sick. But the boys took a couple rides. So all of this to this point was three days, three people, 
on just one road across the country. Now, there's a lot of roads across the country, aren't there? That's just what we saw on one road. And I haven't shown many pictures of people because actually, if you've ever been out there, there aren't that many people in Kansas and eastern Colorado and Utah. And there aren't many people in the part of Nevada we were heading down into, but, but that would change. I didn't take a picture of it because there was no way to really capture the essence of it. But try to understand this if you can. It's about one in the morning, and I've been asleep for a little while. But I woke up, and I sat up because I heard Nathan and Aaron talking. And I sat up, and they're driving up a hill, and everything around is just absolutely dark. There's no lights. There's nothing out there. And you drive up this hill, and you crest the hill, and there's a valley in front of you, and suddenly the valley is a flame of lights. Can you guess what hill we went over and what we were headed towards? Las Vegas. Maybe you've heard of it. One in the morning, Las Vegas, a valley filled with blazing lights. Psalm 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for He founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Places like Las Vegas make it hard sometimes to believe a text like Psalm 24. It's one in the morning, we come down, we drive the interstate through town, and it goes straight through town, and even right down by the, by the strip there in Las Vegas, and as we just kind of sat there staring as we drove through town, we got out the other side, and I said, you know, we didn't stop. But we were changed by that experience, and I don't think for the better. Instead of feeling like places like that belong to the Lord, sometimes places like Las Vegas feel a bit more like this. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that He had made human beings on the earth, and His heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. And sometimes it reminds you of verses like this, Luke 17, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. There were still many days left on the trip. Last Sabbath... Here's where we were last Sabbath. We went sailing in Pierpont Bay off Ventura, California with Alicia's brother, Chet. That was lovely. Here's a view from the hillside there above Ventura. And just so you know, we actually made it all the way to the beach. There it is. Okay. Atlantic to Pacific with the Continental Divide in the middle. We pulled it off. And we made it to the graduation. That's uh, my nephew there looking at the camera. 
Saw some awesome trees in Santa Monica. Isn't that amazing? You can't really see that picture as well as you, as you want to because it's an amazing picture of these trees, the way they cover the road there. It's an amazing time. Then we head home. Uh, this is sunrise through a bug-smeared windshield somewhere in Arizona. And the day wore on, and then we got, uh, there's uh, Aaron driving again. I guess I only took pictures. Of, I guess it was the novelty was having him drive is what it was. And then sunset out the back window somewhere in Oklahoma. A trip like this takes its toll. You ever made a drive like this? You going straight through like that? Well, it takes its toll. This is what you look like. <laughs> Two vagrants sleeping in a Walmart parking lot somewhere in Tennessee. Yeah, don't get caught like that. It's a big country. It's a big earth, or at least it is when you actually get out there in it. We've done a lot of things that make it seem small, but when you actually go out in it, there's a lot. And it's full of many amazing and beautiful things, but it's also full of some pretty dark and terrible things. And like any good tourist, as opposed to a reporter, I took pictures of things that looked good to me, not things that looked bad to me. Like the things Nathan and I saw during our 20-minute stroll along Venice Beach. You ever been to Venice Beach? Interesting place. We saw multiple people dressed up like the devil, like that's a good idea. Fortune tellers seeking paying customers crosses with Barbie dolls on them, and an almost total disdain for anything related to the God we serve. Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. It's what the text says. And I saw some pretty amazing stuff that made me feel like it was true. But mostly the parts of the trip that made me feel like that text was true, I saw in the places where I didn't see people. When it came to the crowds of people, it felt a little more like the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Oh, I saw a lot of good people. But I also saw so much darkness as if the light of the knowledge of God was fading from the world instead of growing stronger. As if the earth was becoming less and less the Lord's and more and more given over to the enemy of the Lord, I saw a lot of big things on this trip. I saw big mountains. I saw big, long, flat places. I saw big rivers. I saw big, empty spaces. But I also saw big cities. I saw big highways. I saw big troubles. I saw big needs. 
I saw good things, but I also saw Romans 1 happening. Verse 29, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they do not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. I saw these things, and incidentally, you don't have to cross the country to see these things, do you? They're around us right here where we are. I saw these things, and I thought, Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire? That the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And then I thought, Lord, that is a big thing to even think that this big earth would be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, especially when it seems the earth is becoming less and less filled with that knowledge. How will you ever make that happen? And the Lord said to me, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of might. The Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled 
with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. To which I said, really, Lord? How will this be? And he said to me, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. For God so loves this world that he has given his only begotten son that whosoever in all this big world believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And to that I said, wow, God, that is a very big thing. Is there a part in this big thing for me? And what should I be thinking about all these unrighteous people in the world? To which the Lord said to me, listen to Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You see, it's a big world. And our work as those in Christ as those who have been given the ministry of reconciliation, as the ones to whom he has committed the message of reconciliation, the knowledge of God, our work will not be done until the earth is filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. Now, how well do the waters cover the sea? Do they just kind of cover it a little bit and there's a few gaps in there? No, the waters cover the whole sea, right? It's a big world. And if the earth is to be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea, that's a big thing. So what are we going to do about it? Well, one of the things we're doing about it, we're building boldly for Jesus. We're investing to share the knowledge of the Lord with the generations that come after us so that this knowledge of the Lord can continue to be shared around the world. What else? 
What else do we need to do? Well, what ministry has the Lord given you? What part are you able to play in seeing that the knowledge of the Lord is spread in the world? Oh, sure, there's the the contribution parts we can play, and I hope we do that. Contributions to this local church, contributions to other ministries, these things are great. But is that the fullness of the ministry of reconciliation God has given us? In what ways can we in our lives look upon the world with the eyes of Christ? In what ways can we, by the way we live our lives, by the honesty with which we conduct our business, by the kindness with which we interact when we go out into public, even when people don't necessarily treat us the way they should, in what ways are we spreading the knowledge of the Lord in our area? like the waters cover the sea. Our work is not finished. There remains much for us to do. I praise God for Les McCoy and for his workers who are out now doing their part to spread the knowledge of the Lord like the water covers the sea. You see, when we become Christians, when we are in Christ, we join Christ in His purpose. And while church is a great place for us to come together out of a world that troubles us, it's not supposed to be an experience that just stays here. We are to be contagious, spreading the knowledge of the Lord. Wherever we are, wherever God has placed us, our work is not finished. There remains much for us to do. It's a big world, and God has called us to do big things in this world. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray that your grace will help us to understand our place in this big work, in this big world, that we might be able to share the knowledge of the Lord in this big world, just like the waters cover the sea. Lord, may the word of the Lord be so strong and manifest in this place and in the lives of the people in this place that we become like a fountain that overflows and floods everything around with the knowledge of the Lord. You have entrusted this ministry of reconciliation to us, your people. We accept it today. And pray that you will help us to do big things. In Jesus' name, amen.